finished work of the cross. And uh, I think this is part three. And I'm really excited about it because God is opening up our eyes to those things that are have been freely given to us when we understand the finished work of the cross we begin to experience the holy access that we have through Jesus Christ to the very throne room of God Uh, let's begin with a word of prayer Father God we thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit We invite you today to be our teacher, to be the one who gives us divine light concerning these things where the cross is concerned. Open our spiritual eyes, our spiritual ears tonight, as you uh, anoint me tonight with the tongue of the learned, that your people would begin to flow in tune with your victory and begin to experience those things that have been given to us by way of your divine resurrection. And so, Father, we'll give you all the glory, we'll give you all the praise, we'll give you all the honor for everything that we see tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Been using 1 Corinthians chapter 1 as our sort of foundational text, and I want to go there. Starting tonight, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. This is, of course, the Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul. And, of course, uh, he understood things concerning the cross and its finished work. And we're going to find out even more tonight that he received revelation concerning those things. And it propelled him into a ministry of supernatural manifestations. And Paul says here in verse 17, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the good news or the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words, wisdom of words, natural man's wisdom. He says, least the cross of Christ should be of none effect. When we mix natural man's wisdom with the supernatural power of God, it causes the cross of Christ to suffer in terms of its effectiveness in our lives. But when we begin to realize and get divine revelation concerning the victory of that cross, we begin to experience things that God wants us to experience in terms of our place in Christ. So Paul writes in verse 18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish, Foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Somebody say the power of God. The gospel, the cross is the power of God. And we are those who have and will experience more and more revelation concerning this. And we will walk in more power than we ever have before because God is going to give us and open our eyes to revelation knowledge tonight. Amen. I want to begin in the book of Galatians chapter 1. And Paul begins to talk about some things that God showed him concerning the cross 
concerning its finality and our access to God through it. He says here in verse 11, For I certify, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. It's not a carnal gospel. It is not a a man-made gospel. He didn't get it from a man. He says here in verse 12, For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. That's a powerful, powerful statement that man just made. He said, everything that I preach to the Gentiles, it comes straight from God's throne by way of the Holy Spirit. And it reveals to mankind the divine will of God concerning man, given access to by way of the finished work of the cross and the power of Jesus' resurrection. He says, I was not taught it by man, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. You and I have access to that same revelation tonight because we have the same Holy Spirit that Paul had. I wish I had an amen tonight. Paul had revelation on what Christ accomplished in his finished work. He discovered all the heavenly access that every believer has through Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection. He understood it by way of the Holy Spirit, and he accepted the voice of the Holy Spirit. He did not reject the knowledge that was given to him, for he knew the power of the blood of Christ. And he knew that the reason that he, that God would give him this access was because, not because Paul was a, a good, but because of the grace of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God, and the victory of this cross that we're talking about tonight. So he says, I neither, verse 12 again, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by revelation of Jesus Christ. Now let's go to chapter 2. And he begins to talk a little bit more about this revelation. And it's important that we understand that the only way that we can really experience these things is by revelation. Is by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. When we allow the Holy Spirit to open up our minds and our hearts to the freedom, to the freedom and the liberty that we have received through Jesus Christ. And that power that has been bestowed upon us. Then and only then will we begin to tap into these things. So Paul says here in the first verse of chapter 2. Then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. So this was 14 years. This was a ongoing Revelation. Paul got along with God for many years and God began to speak to him concerning these things until they became uh, ABC to him. They became uh, the thing that he realized and experienced and knew 
like the back of his hand. God wants us to have that same knowledge. He wants us to have that same experience that Paul had in terms of our understanding of the cross and his victory and the freedom that we have in Christ to experience the very spirit realm. So he says, After 14 years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also. And he says in verse 2, And I went up by revelation. He uses that word revelation again. And he says, And I communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles but privately to them that were of reputation, least by any means I should run or had run in vain. So Paul preached the revelation of Jesus Christ to the leaders of the church at Jerusalem. But they didn't fully understand it. They got some understanding of it, but they didn't fully understand it. These were things that were uh, revolutionary in terms of the church and the understanding of these things. Paul understood things that Peter himself didn't understand. Okay? And Peter had walked with the Lord. And Peter, because he walked with the Lord, he was uh, used to experiencing Jesus in the natural. And so did the other apostles. They experienced Jesus in the natural. Paul did not walk with Jesus. He's just like you and I. Everything that he received by way of the victory of the cross and the revelation of it, he received it through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So that leads me to understand that if Paul can experience those things in, from, in, the, in the spirit realm, from a spiritual perspective, then so can we, because the same Holy Spirit that, that gave Paul revelation is the same Spirit that gives us revelation here in 2023. Amen? Amen? So, I want to go now to Second Peter. I want us to see something. Chapter 3. And verse 15. Now this is Peter writing. And he says here in verse 15. An account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even has our beloved brother Paul. Also according to the wisdom. Given him. Given unto him. Had written unto you. So he's, he's, he's commenting. On Paul's revelation, the revelation and the wisdom that God had given to Paul. He's commenting on that. Then he makes a statement here in verse 16 that's very interesting. He says, has also in all his epistles, speaking in them of things which in which are some things hard to be understood. <laughs> Paul was saying, Peter was saying, that some of the things that Paul was preaching, he had a problem understanding some of it. The great apostle Peter, who was uh, walking down the street and people would get healed by his shadow. He saw the power of God in manifestation, 
but he didn't really have revelation on why the power of God was being manifested that way. He understood it was coming through Jesus, but he didn't understand fully the finished work of the cross and the access that every believer has to spiritual power through Jesus Christ. All he knew was that people was getting healed, people was getting set free, but he did not know what was going on in the spirit realm, so to speak, as much as Paul did, because Paul was tuned in to the Holy Ghost. Again, verse 16, as in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, talking about the victory of the cross, talking about the finished work of the cross, are some things hard to be understood. So Paul had as much trouble with his flesh as you and I have with our flesh. Amen. <laughs> he, had to, he had to get into the spirit to really understand these things, these deep things that Paul, that Paul talks about. The deep things of God. Okay? So, revelation causes us, and divine light causes us to enter in to a deeper measure of God. And a deeper place in God when we get revelation. When we understand what's going on in the unseen realm. Because the unseen realm is the most important realm. Amen? I say the spirit realm is the most important realm because that's where all the power lies. If we can ever learn to tap into that, yea, even live in that, we would experience more and more of the things that God wants us to experience in our generation. The finished work of the cross, I think the church has only scratched the surface of it in terms of our understanding of it and our access to the victory of it. Hallelujah. So we're going to go now to Hebrews chapter 8. And I think we touched on Hebrews last week a little bit, chapter 8. And I want to return there because we want to see a connection between Hebrews 8 and the book of Ephesians. We want to see a connection between those two. Because Ephesians, to me, is one of, it's a classic book. I love to preach on it. I love to teach out of it. Because it is divine, it's that revelation that Paul received from the Holy Ghost. That revelation that he communicated to the Gentiles is what Paul preached and taught in the book of Ephesians. But he says here in uh, Hebrews chapter 8, Now of the things which we have spoken... This is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. So God had given Paul understanding that Jesus, hallelujah, was seated at the right hand of God. Paul, God had shown him in the spirit through revelation that Jesus was the great high priest. Hallelujah. And that he, he was operating in a high priestly capacity in heaven. Now, it's important that the church get a revelation of that. Because the more we get a revelation of that, the more we begin to understand the freedom that we have in him. And the things that have been freely given to us by way of his cross, his finished work, his ascension, hallelujah. He says here, I'm going to read verse, verse 1 again. 
Now, of the things which we have spoken, this is the summation or the sum. We have such a high priest who is set at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heaven. Can you see him there? I say, can you see him there? Father, give us light that we might see Jesus seated at your right hand. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle. Hallelujah. Which the Lord pitched and not man. So there's a heavenly tabernacle in heaven right now where Jesus himself dwells, hallelujah, as our great high priest. He has been raised from the dead and seated there, hallelujah, for our sake. I said for our sake. He's our high priest. He ever liveth, the Bible says, to make intercession for us, hallelujah. You know, a lot of times we say, well, I wish I had somebody to pray for me. How many of you know Jesus is always praying for you? When you understand that, you know that there's someone who's always praying for you, who's always making intercession for you. When you understand that, that causes you to walk in victory. It causes you to walk in power. It causes the anointing to flow out of you. Hallelujah. When you understand those things. That these things are not far away from you. That these things are intended for you and I to know and experience. Now, as I said, there's a connection between his ascension and our lives as believers here on earth. And we want to see that. Let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. So we have a high priest seated at the right hand of God, Jesus Christ, our glorious Savior. But the Bible says in chapter 2 of Ephesians, even, verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together. Somebody say together. I say somebody say together. Had quickened us together with Christ. Hallelujah. So I've been made alive with Jesus. Made that statement last week. When God saw Jesus raised from the dead, he saw you raised from the dead. He had that perspective. He has that perspective. Now what God wants us to do, he wants us to gain that perspective. When we gain that perspective, when we understand these things, then we know now that as he is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. Verse 5 again. Even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved. Paul understood it was by grace. He understood he couldn't earn this. He understood that he couldn't be good enough for this. The only way that he could experience this was by the unmerited favor of God, mighty God. We're saved by grace. Everything we experience is by grace. Hallelujah. We worship you tonight. We, Father, we worship you tonight. Give us light tonight that we might worship you the more and the more and the more, Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 6, and had raised us up together. You're waiting to get raised. God has already raised you. We're waiting for a feeling. No, God has already raised us up from a spiritual perspective. That's how he sees you. He doesn't see you 
low and weak and broken. Ah! He sees you raised. Hallelujah. He had raised us up together. Somebody say together. And made us sit together. Hallelujah. In heavenly places. So, what does that mean? It's not just words. Like Pastor Angela was saying. Has Christ is seated there. We're seated there with him. Actually with him there. Glory to God. Kings and priests under our God. This is our portion. But we have to realize it. We have to accept what he says. We have to believe what he says. Then we begin to experience that access. Then we begin to experience that Holy Ghost power. That's when the yokes are destroyed and the burdens are removed. That's when you become, in, 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 real time, in real time, new creatures in Christ Jesus. Okay? When you begin to understand that. So, I'm not waiting to get raised. He's already raised us up. So, spiritually speaking, I'm raised up and I'm made to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. So, uh, I think in chapter 1 of Ephesians, he says, He hath blessed us. It's already done. With all spiritual blessings. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. All spirit. He hath blessed me with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. So if I'm in Christ, and you are, don't let the devil tell you that you're not. If you're in Christ, you've already been blessed with every spiritual blessing that you'll ever need throughout all of eternity. Hallelujah. That's where we sit. That's where we are. That's our position in Christ. That's what the, the, that's the finished work. That's what the cross has afforded us. See? That's what our Savior has bought for us. And he expects us to walk in it. He expects us to experience his victory in our lives here on earth, even in this, these mortal bodies. Because the Bible says he's quickened these mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Hebrews. God, we give you all the glory. God, we give you all the praise. It is you. You are our source. You are our bread. You are our water. You are our victory. Hallelujah! Verse 6 of chapter 8. But now, somebody say now. But now he had obtained a more excellent ministry. Where is this ministry? Let's talk about Jesus, by the way. He has obtained a more excellent ministry. He's seated at the right hand of God. A minister of the sanctuary. Remember uh, chapter 8, verse 1? He's a minister of the sanctuary. Okay. By how much also hmm, he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. It is a better covenant because it gives us supernatural access 
to the whole world through faith in Christ. It gives supernatural access to the whole world. Everybody, Jew and Gentile, has been now, through Jesus Christ, been given supernatural access. That's what causes it to become a better covenant. The old covenant, only the Jews could experience it. Only the Jews could experience God. But under the new covenant, every person who puts faith in Christ, every person who has been born again by way of the cross, can experience now a supernatural relationship with God Almighty through Jesus. Hallelujah. So that gives us a decided advantage over the devil. I say it gives us an advantage over the devil. Because sin no longer has power over us. The yokes and the burdens have been destroyed because of the anointing. Because of what Jesus has done. And he is, the Bible says, he is the mediator of this covenant. Therefore, we don't have to worry about, about us losing it. Because he'll never lose it. Hallelujah! We can experience these things. It's a better covenant because it gives us supernatural access into the spirit world, into the supernatural, into all these things that God intended for mankind to experience before the foundation of the world. I'm going to go slow because this is good. This here, what I'm preaching tonight, it can take us to that level God wants us to be. We can begin to experience things we've never experienced before. We're starting to see some of those things here at our church. Now, we're having angelic visitation. We're seeing supernatural healings. We're seeing demons cast out. We're seeing, but we're scratching, that's just scratching the surface. Just scratching the surface because God is great and God is awesome. And he has so much more for his children. He has so much more for us. That's why Jesus said, the works that I do, shall you do also. But greater works shall you do. Because I go unto the Father enthroned at the right hand of God. He said, when I get off this cross, and I go three days and three nights in the belly of the earth, and when God raises me from the dead, hallelujah, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's what he's saying. You haven't seen anything yet. And throughout the eons of time, God's going to begin to reveal these things to us more and more and more. Okay? But right now, we can tap into some of this. And we will tap into some of this because somebody has to. I say somebody has to before he comes back. It, It might as well be you. It might as well be me. We might as well be those people who understand these things. Who are bold enough to accept what God says. Who are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Paul said he wasn't ashamed. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. That at that time... You were without Christ. Talking about before you got born again. Talking about before you accepted Jesus Christ 
as your Lord and Savior. Talking about before you became a new creature. You were, Paul says, without Christ. You did not have access to the anointing. The power of God. You didn't have access to it. But he says here, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and what strangers from the covenants of promise. That's, that's, how, that's where we were before, before you got born again. When I was hanging out in the world, I didn't have access to these things. But once I accepted Jesus Christ and his precious blood and made him the Lord of my life and, and accepted his victory on the, on the cross and his resurrection, all of these things now became mine. Hallelujah. I had access now to the covenants of promise. To every, every, everything that Abraham had access to, I have access to now. And so do you. The covenants of promise. Okay? And so much more than Abraham, because the, Abraham was living under a inferior covenant than we, than we live under. We just read, it's established on better promises. Hallelujah. It says, our condition was having no hope, no expectation for good. We shouldn't have no expectation for good. And without God in the world. But once we accept Jesus, once we understand the finished work of the cross, we now have God in the world. Amen? We now have access to the Almighty God. He becomes our Heavenly Father. He becomes our Abba. Hallelujah. And, and, and the love that He has for Jesus, He has for you. <laughs> Some people have a hard time with that. But it's, it's in the Bible. Jesus actually prayed that. Father, they, that they would know that you love them just like you love me. That condemnation that's been hanging around and holding you back and being a yoke, you need to break that off you forever. Because he loves you. And you're accepted by him because of the blood, because of the cross. The finished work of the cross. Having no hope and without God in the world. Verse 13. But now in Christ. Somebody say now in Christ. You who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. So we've been made nigh. We've been, we can enter in to the spirit realm. Listen to me now. Without fear of ever being rejected. I'm going to say that again. Because Christians have a hard time sometimes. We can enter in into the spirit realm without fear of ever being rejected because of the cross and because of the blood. What makes us think that we're good enough on our own? You know why all that is is pride. Thinking that we, that we got to earn so you can't earn nothing. Only things that you get, you get it because of him. When you understand that, you'll be, you'll have a total, total dependency on him and him alone. And God loves it. God loves it. 
Because he understands that you understand that it's through Christ and Christ alone. Then he can trust us. I say then and only then can he trust us with the power. Because if we think that it's because of us, we're mistaken. We're in deception. But it's only through Jesus Christ and his finished work. When we understand that, we get a revelation of that. That is when God begins to bestow upon us the manifestation of these things. I truly believe that. Verse 13 again. But now in Christ, you who are sometime or far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Glory to God. Now I told you we was going to transition back and forward from Hebrews to, from Ephesians to Hebrews. We're going to go back to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. See, when I'm having a hard time, this is the kind of stuff I meditate on. When the devil is, is bringing that, that mess to me and telling me I have to accept certain things, I begin to meditate on these kind of things. And when I begin to meditate on these kind of things, freedom starts manifesting because I begin to speak what God says. And that's, 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 the, that's the problem. A lot of times we're not speaking these things. We're not, we're not speaking what God says. God says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Be, be bold enough to declare what God declares concerning you. I've been made nigh by the blood of Christ. Hallelujah. I'm one with him. Hallelujah. I've been raised up and made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. And I, I say it loud enough for the devil to hear me. You're having trouble with demons? Begin to talk like that. They'll leave. They won't hang around much longer. You get to talking like that? The sword of the spirit begins to come out of your mouth. They can't hang around. They cannot stand it. Hebrews 10, verse 12. But this man, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, forever, somebody say forever, set down at the right hand of God. From henceforth, expect until his enemies be made his footstool. Glory to God. For by one offering, he, Jesus, has perfected forever. I love it, I love it, I love it. Them that are sanctified. Somebody say forever. We need to get a revelation of forever. Oh, help us, Lord, help us. Help us, Jesus. Help us to see as you see. Help us, Holy Spirit, to know as you know. Verse 19. Because of all of these things, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter in into the what? The holiest. The very throne room of God. By the blood of Christ, we have boldness now to enter into the very, Lord, give us light, into the very presence of God. That's why I know we're, we're, he's made us perfect. 
<laughs> because there's no other way we could get there unless we were, unless we were perfected spiritually. There's no way because God can nothing that is not holy can be in the presence of God. Think about it. Think about what I said. The only way that we could have this kind of access, God had to do something for us that we could not do for ourselves. And he has made us holy and unblameable in his sight. Maybe not in man's sight, but in his sight. That's why I like to get with God. I like to I like to hear what God says about me instead of what man says about me. Because if I if I hear what God says about me, it'll bring freedom every single time. It will not bring me into bondage and fear and condemnation and weakness. But I'll be when I when I leave the when when I leave the presence of God, I'll I'll leave strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then I'll be able to do the exploits that the word of God says I can do. Because I've sat long enough at the feet of Jesus, and I believe everything that he's told me, and I'll go out and I will slay a Goliath. The walls will come down, hallelujah, when I begin to understand these things. They have no choice. Verse 20. By a new, Paul understood it. The writer understood it. He says, by a new and living way. I love it. Life. I've come that you might have. And that what? A more abundantly. A new and living way. Not death. Not weakness. Not brokenness. But a new, hallelujah, and living way. Which he had consecrated for himself. No. For us. Through the veil, that is to say his flesh. Talking about all the suffering, all the stripes, all the nails, all the beatings. He did it for us. The Bible says, and it pleased the the Father to bruise him. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Why? Because he knew That after all of this was over, he would be able to accept mankind and return mankind back to the place that he intended for mankind to be. The place that Adam vacated. Hallelujah. All of God's children would now have this type of access to God. How many of y'all know God's going to have his way? He's going to have his way. If he don't have it through you, he'll have it through somebody. He's going to experience his, his pleasure. But we have to believe it. I'm running out of time. Man, I'm telling you. If we can get a hold of this, I mean, get a hold of it. If we can cling to God, <laughs> Moses told Israel, cling to God. Joshua told Israel the same thing, cling to God. God is telling you tonight, cling to him. And when you cling to him, you'll begin to experience these things. You'll begin to understand these things. He'll give you light, hallelujah. That sickness and disease is not your portion. That despair is not your portion. That you are, what the Bible says, more than a conqueror. Through him. More. 
more than a conqueror. Not saying you're not going to go through some things. Not saying you're not going to have struggles. Not saying you won't, you're going to have things come against you. We will, but we overcome. Hallelujah. We're meant, we're built to overcome. He's caused us to overcome. Help us, Lord, to see these things. Stand to your feet. Father God, we thank you tonight for your son. We thank you tonight, Father, for Jesus, our Savior, our Redeemer, our strength, our righteousness. He's our all and our all. We thank you, Father, for his cross and the finished work of the cross. For our Savior said, on that cross, it is finished. May we begin to get a revelation of it in our generation. But you revealed to the Apostle Paul, may we, by way of the Holy Spirit, begin to understand these things. Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. May we begin to know it for real, Lord. And accept what you say. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.